This is Miles Gay from Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA, and you're in tune to the Decisive Podcast Mix Series with Mr. Roberto Ingram. 2020, baby. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Decisive Podcast bi-monthly edition 2020. It's Thursday, July 9th. Roberto Q. Ingram here, and I am so excited to have back on my bi-monthly program, musician, DJ, producer, hard worker, big head, uh, arrogant. Wait, wait, um, <laughs> my boy, Miles Sergey from Grand Rapids, Michigan, Michigan, USA. Welcome, Grandmaster. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm trying to beat the heat. It's like hot. It's super hot here. Brother ain't got no AC, and I'm in a basement. My basement hot, so. I'm sure you got. I'm open. sure you got an AC in that new Jeep of yours. Yes, yes. Casper has very cold AC. That's oh, my Jeep, uh, Casper. Oh, a Casper. Normally, normally guys name their Jeep by as by a woman's name. You know, somebody else told me that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's cool," but I, I'm, uh, you know. We're gonna do it this way. I'm Miles. I'm Miles. I do what I do. That's right. You sound a little it's, bit. You sound a little bit like uh, Anthony Shake Shakir. <laughs> <laughs> it just fit, man. So I'm having fun spending, you know, crazy amounts of cash upgrading and doing little upgrades and modifications and stuff. But yeah. You so you just, I, so you you gonna start your oh, own show, pimp my Jeep. I need to, right? I need some sponsorship, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Need some free free uh, equipment and gear. <laughs> oh man! So Miles, man, what have you been up to lately? It's been a while. Just working. I guess a yeah, couple it's been months. A bit. Um, I think last time I talked to you was like uh, when hockey passed, so it was around then. But um, ever since then, man, you know, just kind of just chilling. I finally went back to work like this month. Well, early mid last month you know, with this whole coronavirus and stuff. So just trying to like readjust to working again, man. And it's it's kind of hard, you know what I'm saying? You're being off for like three or four months mm-hmm. and then back in the swing of things and how stuff do, still is not perfect, so it's crazy. How do they manage that for you? I mean, did, when it, you, so you went back to work a month ago, you said, I think, right? Yeah, about that. Uh, we're back um, the second week in June. When so they- it's, how many it's hours different. have got you working? I'm working anywhere from, on average, like 12 hours. But that's good, though, isn't it? 12 hours a day. But the thing about it is, you know, they're making us work with this mask on, like, right. for 12 hours. Um, I'm not, I get the, I get it. And <clears throat> I'm not one of these people who are, like, anti-mask or nothing, but... It takes a toll, man. But you know, I mean, you gotta think about it. Like, I'm breathing in my own air. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Twelve hours. It gets kind of crazy. And um, they don't have any special masks for you guys. Not for us. Um, we're wearing these little cloth masks. Um, some of the other places, like I hear different people, they're able to bring their own in or these um, N95 masks. 
you know, they're like especially fitted for you. But we, they're only allowing us to wear the mask that they provide. And unfortunately, it's this little blue cloth mask. Are you and serious? I'm dead serious. Like, you can't bring in your own. So when I go to work, it's basically like we got to go to the gate and um, we go through a turnstile. You got to stand six feet apart from each other. Mm -hmm. ask, they ask you a series of questions every day. And if there's anything about your, your health situation, if anything changed, if you've been around people who, who might have uh, the virus or are you sick or those these sorts of questions, you answer these three questions, they give you a new mask. So you get a new mask right off the bat every day. And then every from day. there, every day, from there, we go to a full body thermal scan that um, we have to stand in front of this thermal camera and it checks our whole body temperature. And if it says we're okay, we're okay. And if it doesn't, then uh, you kind of go to the nurse and then you go home. So. It's it's crazy, man. A lot of people, a lot of places don't do what we're doing, but that's what how severe and how strict they're, they're being with this with the stuff over here. At least in my job. So, but outside the outside the job. Well, matter of fact, for those that don't know, what are you doing besides music now? What are you, where are you working? I work for General Motors. So um, my plant, we make uh, gears um, for. Um, the Chevy uh, Silverado uh, pickup truck. We make the front and rear axle. Oh, that specific car. For that specific truck, yeah. And you and your hours were from. What's that? What, what hours? Oh, um, I work third shift, and so basically oh, wow. I work um, ten from ten at night to like uh, I'm doing twelve. 10 at night till 10.30 in the next following morning. Uh-huh. Wow. It's, okay. It can't be a very long night. Outside outside the uh, the workspace, do you think America's uh, taking care of doing this uh, epidemic? Think they're doing the best they can to uh, protect people? Or are they just taking it lightly? Are they taking it seriously at all? I it, think it, some, some, people, some people in some uh, jurisdictions are um, in my opinion, this is speaking my opinion, so I'm not trying to be super political or nothing, but I think it has been, uh, this whole epidemic has been politicized. Uh, I think, you know, for, for the president's re-election campaign, um, there's a lot of things that a lot of people, like our governor, uh, Governor Whitmer, and uh, she's uh, the, the Michigan governor, she took a lot of heat and criticism early on for, like, shutting stuff down and being super extreme, but... In the long run, you look back at where we're at now compared to the rest of the nation. Um, we're, we, we're doing good, you know what I mean? I mean, there are um, uh, a few spikes every now and then in the number of people who get diagnosed every day. But I think in the long run, if she didn't take so such a uh, aggressive stance on a, uh, on a virus, that I think a lot more people would be sick and dead than what, they, what it came down to be, you know? And I think that's, that's the thing with the rest of the, of the nation. I mean, unfortunately, you know, as you know, we got all 50 states and each state kind of does their own thing in the federal government. They have some say in what we do. Each state is like its own individual entity. And I think some states are taking it serious, some states aren't. And a lot of it, you know, the president's out there pushing 
pressure on states that, you know, it's, it's not right, man. I mean, you know, I think people are trying to do their best, but at the same time, it's like, the, I don't see a lot of, for this administration, federal administration, I don't see there's a lot of help. So. Do you think this president is quite dangerous when it comes to this kind of a epidemic and this kind of problem? You think he's really distant from the reality of what's happening? Or you think he's, is he right of what he's doing? I think my personal opinion on that, I think he's out of touch. Uh, I think he has his own agenda of what he wants. Uh, and everything seems to be about me, 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 rather than, you know, the people. And I think if you're like a some type of leader, you know, a governor, or you're some type of government, or you have a power to govern people, I think that's your main concern is the people, not for your own personal interests. It's, when you didn't get elected to serve yourself, you got elected to serve the people. And I think that's the, um, the difference between him and, and, and other administrations, either Democrat or Republican. There's, you know, I can't say, oh yeah, it's all Republican, Republican, because there's a lot of Republican administrations out there, previous, that actually cared about people. And I just, he is for himself and he's an opportunist and whatever fits his agenda, that's what he's out. You think this affects a lot of artists and musicians, clubs, and the scene in general? This, do you think there's a chance that the doors will open for us again in, in America? Or, I mean, are they, are they being very careful about gathering? Well, I think they should be careful. Um, as far as things opening up in the future, uh, who knows? I mean, I, I think Europe has a better understanding. They got a better grasp of what's going on. And mm -hmm. seem like they did the right thing. Okay. If we follow their lead and, and what they did, I think we'll have a better chance of uh, opening up more okay. things. Um, but like I said, you know, it's all, all different. Like right now, if you live in the South, like Texas and, and Florida is crazy. Uh, the Florida governor was just on, on TV like literally a half hour ago saying that things aren't bad and, and, and things are back to normal, even though they have the, one of the highest, uh, the highest death uh, rates, death rate are, 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 are numbers. The rate right now that's been sparked, that, you know, that's just peaking right now. And yet the government, he, he, he seems to think that everything's okay and, and he's like not acknowledging that. Yo, your, your numbers are climbing. You're like one of the highest places in, in, in our nation that is climbing, but yet uh, you still have things open and, and things aren't closed. So it's that type of thing that if everybody doesn't get on board and recognize that, hey, you know, if you want this to end, and I'm not saying it's gonna end, but if you wanna be able to manage it properly, Everybody has to be on do you think? Stage. Do you think he's just ignoring the facts, or what? Do you, I mean, what? What are their? What are their purpose of telling people false information? Well, it's for political, political gain. What? What political gain are they possibly getting? It doesn't make it, to me, like me and you. It doesn't make sense, like why you would lie to the public, unless there's something in it for you. You know what I mean? And, it doesn't make it and the thing about it is that these people are playing they're playing with people's lives you are the people that are in control but yet you know what you're doing is wrong but you yet you still choose to do it and that's just so wrong on so many levels you know what i mean a lot of people are calling them out but then the people that are in these parties they're not calling these people out at all
So I think there's a like behind the scenes, it'll all come out one day that there's been some political deals and some money somewhere. And usually it's money. You know what I mean? If you're lining, <laughs> lining with, 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 you know, kickbacks and oh well, if I do this now, I'm about to get paid later. Right. Yeah, I think really yeah. You you don't care about you know what's gonna happen in, with people and in, in the end, well, hey, you know what? If I don't do this and that and let's say two years later I'm about to be paid with some millions of dollars because of something I did two years ago mm-hmm. uh, let's go for it my my intention wasn't to get political on this podcast but I, it was important for me uh, to hear your side as a friend and, and as a musician and, and producer and, and a hard worker um, I wanted to know a little bit how it affects you and how you um, see moving forward with this process that we all have to take so and um, I think for me it's it's interesting to see how you deal with it I mean a lot of people don't have the opportunity you have to even have a job and so that's kind of interesting um, another thing I wanted to uh, touch on though is this uh, what do you think about the black lives movement is that actually helping spread awareness of the racial divide that we have in America in a good way? Overall, yeah, I think it's a positive move. I mean, what people need to understand, especially like, you know, if you're not from this country or you haven't been, you know, a part of like black culture or, you know, you, have, you know, this stuff has been going on for years, like years. You can go back 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's always been, you know, police brutality and, and injustice against people of color. I won't I won't just say black. I'll say any any person of color. It's always been this this type of uh, atmosphere and climate towards people of color. Um, I just think the biggest change that we have now is and now there's people who have cameras and, and phones and now you're able to see it. Before, oh, you hear about things, but there was really no evidence or proof. Now there's evidence and proof. So people was telling, were, were telling people like, black people were trying to speak up about police brutality and stuff. And, and yeah, whatever. You must have been doing something because the police wouldn't have beat you down or right. you know you had to do something wrong. But now it's not just it's not the case. I think you can see it, but. The thing that, that that really, you know, sparked this, I think people just got really sick and tired of, of going, being the victim, you know what I mean? Or to see how this happens in them. And, 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 the, and the guy, you know, uh, with the case with, with the George, you know, come on, man, you, you, you're standing on this guy's neck for eight minutes and we can see that. And I think this time, just on a humanity, you know, standpoint, that you can put your own self in that situation. If you take out whatever may have happened, I think his case, they said he was passing fake money or something. Take that away. Okay, so what if he did? So what if he was, you know, doing committing a crime or something? The simple fact that you can put yourself in this man's shoes. If somebody stood on your neck for eight minutes, how would you feel? And I think that was the human aspect that finally and they're like, what the hell, you know? And then we have it on tape. And there's other authorities and other cops sitting there watching this stuff and nobody did nothing. Except bystanders who try to beg and plead for them to get off this guy. Now, if one of those people would have stepped in, which I'm surprised nobody didn't, but I can I can I can understand why, because 
now they're it could be them now you know yeah, what I mean? Minute, they, minute you step in in the middle of this situation, then it becomes another attack on a cop again. Right. Um, uh, and that escalates into the wrong direction automatically. And and that's the, 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 the problem. And now what what's happening now is ever since that thing happened, that happened about a month ago, I'm, I'm assuming, about a month ago. Two days later, somebody else got killed by the police. Ever since this has happened, it's at least right now at least 10 or 15 instances that police have either killed somebody or severely hurt somebody ever since this happened and, and I, that's the thing that just messes me up because if i was if i was a police or a, any type of you know government entity or any type of law enforcement i would be like yo we better chill the fuck out mm-hmm. you know killed somebody and all these people are like protesting worldwide but like that would be like the the the, the, the red flag for you us to be like yo we need to really stop and really keep doing it just seemed like it didn't happen it just went worse you know i don't know i don't know about worse i think i think yeah okay you look at it like that i'm i'm looking also on the transitional aspect of people standing up not only in America but worldwide against this um, when there was gay pride when there's women pride there's all these different uh, uh, humanitarian uh, divides that uh, that um, is unnecessary um, and but in this particular case um, I think people came together all races to stand up against this which was which, which was very positive and the thing that has to continue is the people have to continue to keep standing and they can't let up because it's time and time again in the past it's, it's been phases it's been temporary this is the first time that we've seen it's like almost non-stop every day there's a protest somewhere every day somebody's standing up for something worldwide that that has to continue because i think once the powers that be are waiting for this to let up and they can say, oh, well, that's something in the past. They can go back to right with what they were doing previously. But now if we just stay together and stay strong and let them know, hey, you know what? We're not taking this anymore. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we're, we're, we're going. We're standing up for ourselves, not for ourselves, but for everybody, for humans as, a, you know, society as, as a whole. And it, it has to be, you know... It, we all know this one percent of the of the, of the world population controls everything. It's one percent, and it's usually people with money and this and that. The problem is that it will always remain like that until the rest of the population, the other percent, mm-hmm. the over ninety percent, mm-hmm. stand and say, "Yo, this is not happening," and we're taking back control. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, then. That, that's that's beautiful and that's how things are going to change it's a good thing man and overall there's, there's so many different movements out here and you know not only there not only there even Europe yeah even Europe man since 2020 began do you think it's been a tough one uh, how is 2020 treating you so far 2020 has been a shitty year I, and I'm, I'm serious, it's not been, like, I just had the conversation with my, my co-workers, like, we're looking back on 2020, 
in the history books, I think you'll be like, yo, I see 2019 and I see 2021. What happened in 20? It's like almost like it won't be there. Or somebody's gonna, my joke was like, yeah, you know, that was a leap year, so they didn't count. So, (laughs) it's been that bad. And nobody, in all actuality, the, the end of 2019 was bad. And we were all looking like, oh, 2020 got to be better. It's just a Ex- new Ex- exactly. And it was like somebody was like, ha, 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 ha. no, 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 no. I got some. I got some news for you. Watch this. You know what I mean? But it it happened, and it's been a shitty year. But at the same time, I think it had to be a shitty year. Look at all the all of the stuff that happened that was bad. Look at the stuff that's coming out of this. It's actually turning to, to, to turn some sort of good, you know. I I hear you, man. I uh, I have over the years. I've been through a lot of ups and downs, Rodney Kings, all these crashes, and, and this is I think this is like the third or fourth one I've been been in. And each time I found that it's important to see both sides of that curve like you just said it's very bad but i also felt like for the last four years or five years even in our scene our music scene there was just too much of everything there was too much they were getting too big too much crap music coming out not enough producing too much software that people can make stuff and make crap music there was uh too many uh, people with money throwing parties and not uh, uh, big names flying around in Lear jets and uh, all these different kind of things and now that it's all has been at a halt and taken away it makes you kind of regather what you are really what you were really doing it for and why and if and those that were faking it those that were just capitalizing on the moment they are now playing field has been leveled for those that are been really working their ass off hard you know exactly and so with that said it's also a kind of a a humbling situation where you you really have to we have to work differently we have to communicate differently it's more equal now and those have that have been maybe into software or 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 marketing and or online are doing more in the computing even computing and selling music music more music is getting sold now as well i think people are actually listening (laughs) So you better be ready for the curve. <laughs> you know, we may have another year, yeah. but this is a learning curve. We we have to re-teach ourselves again, and that takes time. Yeah, well, I'll say this though: you're 100 percent right. But there's also people out there who are savvy. Yeah. This already, this already yeah. figured out. Yeah. But the majority of the people, it is it just the, the playing field just got leveled. So now everybody's in the same boat. You're in the same situation. You know, um, it's gonna it's gonna level up. You know, it, this is like before. I had you know some conversations with some other people in the industry last year and months ago about how crazy it is. Like everybody's DJing, or the same people are getting the gigs. The music sucks, and nobody cares about it. But this is it was the old thing about numbers and popularity. But now that's done because there's nobody going to clubs. You know, there's no gigs. Especially if you're like a DJ that don't make music, what are you gonna do? You know, so the the you know it's 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 things are shaking up and the, the cream will always rise to the top. So right. I mean, well I, I've been I've been following Carl Cox. 
I must give him the respect he deserves. Um, he is a trooper when it comes to music and whether or not we like what he's doing musically or whatever, but I really, uh, I can really respect and appreciate his, um, his work ethic and that there is really a lot of people that really enjoy him as an artist. And um, I'm, he's, every time he goes on to do a stream, there's minimum, minimum two to 5,000 people. And I think for artists that that's all they've done, that's all they do, that's all he's done, right? It's devastating when it's gone, when, when you can't, when you're not working, you know? And if, if, if the fans are asking for you and they're supporting you and they're there for you, then that's great. That's a great thing for the music that we do. We need this, we need this platform to continue, you know? And we need for, we need for those guys like them to continue as well because um, they work, they work hard too, you know. He's working hard to do that and what he's doing, and and I think it's great. Um, I would like to see more newcomers. I would like to see the uh, uh, more diverse music, more people of color. Uh, just you know that that was a wake up call for me. There's not many people of color playing these raves and stuff. That was amazing just to watch that unfold in front of my eyes. I didn't really pay attention to it so much, but that after since this. Uh, uh, COVID thing, that, that has rise to the top. But you know, that's always been an issue about, you know, not getting into, you know, that's kind of politics. Yeah, but no, you can but see, but you can actually probably... see it now, you know, because everything stopped. Now people are actually hearing it and seeing it. You know, you know what I mean? Right. This is this is really right. part of the, what we're talking about, that positive and negative side of the this epidemic we're going through. But for, for for people that are into the music industry or as DJs and producers and stuff like this. But, um, man, any new releases coming up? Yeah, um, me and Poro just did a release. Um, yeah, James, that dude, man. I mean, you know, we, we got hooked up years ago. Him and Kevin, man, you know, they're doing their thing. You know, this is my people, man. I think this sound is not being supported enough. How do you describe this tech? This is really banging. This is not mainstream tech. It can be mainstream, but it's it's, it's more organic and raw and deep. Um, and I'm not talking like deep, like like deep melodic stuff. It's just very deep and it's black. But it's his own thing. It's his own thing. Style, yeah. it's it's own style, style. His own like, no yeah, formula. Yeah. There's no formula for it. It's not cut and paint. It's not the same stuff. These dudes are doing this stuff from the heart, like this is what they do. This is what they know how to do. This, this is what it is. We're putting this shit out. You like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. But now I think because of certain situations, people are, are seeking and trying to find different styles and, and real stuff. I think people are sick of the same cookie cutter. It's like tech it's house. It almost became like almost like a boy band. You know, there's a formula, you know, and sing Backstreet Boys, 90 Degrees. It's the same. This, this stuff gets boring and gets tired. It's like almost using like auto tune. How come every song, and this is just going, this is what I'm trying to put my point. Every rap song, mainstream rap song, like you hear on the radio, or mainstream R&B, which I don't even know why they're doing this. Has auto tune. It's still happening. Thought that would, that would that would have got played out when um, 
Two Pain was doing. Two Pain, yeah. And everybody was doing it. and got played out. No, they just turned it down. <laughs> <laughs> everybody was doing it on the same cadence, the same thing. People were sick of that, you know. So that's how great with techno from from these people, you know. So we were we were on the subject of your release. So there, you you two have released on what label? Is it is digital too? Um, it's vinyl too. Vinyl. I don't know if it's digital or not. I really don't know. Um, I, it's called Epony. A, a, a I think it's, I might be my my. Uh, I could be pronouncing it wrong, but it's a French label. They contacted us separately. To, I think it was supposed to be like a, a various artist. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna just butcher her name real quick, but I'm gonna say her name is Lorraine, and I know I'm saying it wrong, but she's very nice. She's a, she runs the label. She contacted me, and we've talked in the past. When she contacted me about submitting some tracks, and then I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And then I found out James Plural was doing some stuff, so it turned into me being a split EP, and um, that's what it came out. I heard the, the tracks that he submitted. You know, he gave her a whole bunch to pick from, and she kind of sent them to me. I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can kind of do something to compliment. That is one release. Any others coming? Yeah, I, I do have another release. Uh, it's called Beyond the Surface, and it should be coming out kind of soon. They had to redo the, uh, the cut because there was some issues with it. And as far as I know, it got redid and they uh, approved it. So as far as when it's coming out, I have no idea. But it's basically two, I got two tracks, two, four tracks. Um, some kind of some older stuff that I had sitting around uh, that I never released. I got two tracks and then I got four to five lock groups. So that's my first time ever doing a lock group. And it's my boy Roger from Issue. Lock groove, what is lock groove? A lock groove, it's basically, a, it's like a, literally a loop. <laughs> Literally a loop. Okay. loop. You can like build your own track or, or you know, choose your own adventure or something, you know what I mean? But yeah, so most if you really think of techno house or whatever, you know, most electronic music is, is all in bars, you know what I mean? So it's technically a continuous loop. That's why people who don't understand techno is like I keep hearing the same thing. But it's it's that. It's usually it's a four bar loop. So I have is a beat and like a, a central part of a song is this loop and that's it so it's cut on the record it's a continuous loop on time loop it loops the four bars like right there in time so in theory you know you can just play if you got two copies of the record you can build you can build or you can have that would you can would you consider that a tool yeah there's a tool okay it's a tool actually like Four to five tracks that you can do, so that people understand that yeah. <laughs> what, what is the purpose of the uh, lock group? It's, it's a tool. Folks. It's a tool. It's a tool. Are there any lock grooves on this uh, decisive uh, bi-monthly mix for us? No, 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 no. Oh, no lock grooves. Any, any, of your, any of your stuff on? Not it? this time. Okay. This is basically a lot of stuff. I got a lot of promos. I got uh, uh, as of uh, lately. Yeah. I had so it came out really good. It's more the more on the techno side. Um, I know you laid into this mix with some with some relentless techno yeah. bangers. And it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's to me it's good. It's not really it's banging, but it's not like I've done harder mixes. 
But I think it's really good, man. It's more of a other technical journey side of techno. I think, you know what I mean? This is- I can appreciate really good and than that. You know, don't I mean? I don't care what how hard or soft it is. I can. Um, I appreciating that listeners can stay locked in. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of important. I really enjoyed it, to be honest. I mean, I will say like, and it, it was mad organic. And that's if you ever see me play. Or you, most of my podcasts, nothing, nothing's never planned. I mean, like literally, if I go out to a gig, I might know some of the records I want to hear. I go through my collection. I haven't heard this. I haven't heard that. I'll go out to the record stores before and buy stuff. And I kind of glance, like skim through them real quick, see if I like it. But nothing. I don't ever sit down and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play this track here. I'm gonna do this or that. Or it's all throw the stuff in the bag and go. And whatever happens, happens. This makes, I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But like the, all these, these these tracks I got, man, like, you know, I use CDJs on this and, 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 and uh, a few records are in there. But it's just kind of like, here it is on the drive, go, you know? And I'm literally just picking stuff like on the fly. It came out perfect. I'm really- and, he, and, you don't, and you don't know the tunes? You just heard them once or twice? So like okay, so if I'm downloading the promo, I'll you know you might get I do I got a, a lot of bad drops stuff. I get the bad drops a couple of places. So I never I only really check it when I have to do something. So there's been stuff in there for that I haven't checked for months. So I kind of go back. I don't go back that far. Sometimes I do, and I kind of check everything. I'll listen to it, play it. You know, scan through the, the promo or whatever. And I know okay. immediately if I don't like it or not, or if it's not okay. my direction. Right. If it's not that, I don't download it. Same with records. If I check out records, uh, just needle drop, a couple seconds, needle drop, uh, it's not my record. Flip it over. If I can't find nothing, that's it. But I kind of know my style, what I like to play. I then a lot of stuff I do play. A lot of I like to play a lot of stuff that, that's kind of weird, obscure, a little bit that sounds funky or like wow, that's kind of dope. Or, Break beady, I'm kind of, I like break beat stuff too. So, uh, yeah. so it's just kind of one of those things, man. So, I kind of know, you know, from that I narrow it down from the sound if, I, if it's my style or not. If I want to take a chance on it, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But other than that, that's that's as far as it is. And so, like literally, um, when I did this, I got the the, the, the three CDJs in the in the in the, in the two decks, and I'm just kind of like, all right. I'm queuing stuff up. I can go in, I'm queuing it up. Yeah. Ah, let's go to the next one. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Okay, good. And, and that's that's good enough, man. See, I can I can understand that. I can I can really understand that. that yeah. Uh, I, my last set, I don't know if you heard it, uh, that I did for uh, uh, music, my music universal language. And you got to check that one out for uh, for the guys in timeline music. That, that was a, that where I had that same kind of feeling. I just wanted to play techno, but I'm not as hard as you guys. But uh, <laughs> I, I get there, but not that hard. Huh? Play huh? hard before. So. Oh yeah, I can play. Yeah, yeah. I can. But it, like you said, I, I'm, it always has to be the right stuff for me to play. Yeah, hard. And I'm not. I like it hard, but I don't like it destructive or um, or, uh, or really dark. And up oh, was dark. <laughs> but then it's dangerous. I don't like it dangerous, so I dangerous say. Dangerous <laughs> can be good. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> You're a big guy, man. You, you, put your foot, you put your foot down. I'm a lover, man. I'm a lover. I'm a lover, man. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like it to to melt your body down, right. you know. But yeah, but I I, I get it. Um, besides that, what excites you these besides music these days? Oh, I know what excites you, Casper. Casper is my guy, man. Casper's should have been as of last week. We got Casper uh, lifted and with new feet. Three inch lift with uh, BDS uh, lift kit and uh, box shocks. And then we're going with 35 uh, inch tires going on them. Pretty uh, aggressive profile. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Good dog. You, you, got, you got two, you got two, you getting two shocks per wheel? No, no. We, we good. Okay. We was, it was all good. Um, but the, the place, uh, uh, the manufacturer for the springs and shocks, uh, it's a local Michigan thing. Uh, BDS is made in Michigan. But they've been back ordered since the, the virus. So, you know, everything was shut down and they, they got back ordered. So, unfortunately for me, I have to wait. But, um, but yeah, we got stuff. I got a, a new exhaust coming uh, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> so, I got a new exhaust tomorrow. Last week, Casper uh, got a new digital dashboard. So I installed that last piece oh man, he pimping his ride. Yeah. People, if you don't know what Casper is, Casper is his new Casper's my Jeep. And it's white. He's white. With tinted windows. And, and 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 Miles is darker than dark. Come on, you know. And then and 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 when he smiles, he, he glows. <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> and and when he's driving down the street with a what when you said it's a it's a, a, a dash uh, what is it? It's a, a dash. A it's a digital dash. So I took out the the, the, the stock dash because you know, like I said, Casper's not brand new. Brand new Jeep. You get a 2020 Jeep right now. Um, the dash is like half analog and half digital, right? So I was like, I want a half analog. I want a, I want a digital dash. So I found a digital dash even before I bought the Jeep. I found found one. Um, it's a place out of Canada that, that makes it. And it looks dope. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, there you can have lights. You can have lights in there and stuff like yeah. pink lights <laughs> inside. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah, we doing it up, man. We come down the street. Right. There's miles. Now since we put in like the, the, the fourth day, I got it. You know what I mean? Ooh, what you get? What you get? What what's, what sound Wait, system you put in? I know. You know. Oh, you get the Alpine. Oh, yeah, oh, all right. Yeah. You get, you get what what woofer size? So the, we got I got a 10 inch that's that's Jeep specific and it fits underneath the passenger seat. So they had to take out the seat and it fits in the, the four well, it fits perfect. It's a perfect fit. It's made for the Jeep. Whoa. And I still got my space in the back. So yeah, man. Uh-oh. It's, and, and, and you got you got tweeters, woofers and tweeters where? I have, I have a component, two sets of component, a, a component system. So I have a front component system. So in the tweeters in the, in the front dash and then uh, a mid-range woofer, like um, kind of like the kick where your knees would be on right. each side. They're right there because it's a Jeep. And then above it in the back, there's like a sound bar like a, for like the rear mm-hmm. seats. And the same yeah. components are in there too. So I got two sets of component systems. Um, 
in the front and then in the upper uh, sound bar. And I have a, a amp for the subwoofer and a, there's also an amp that goes to the head unit separate that, that runs the uh, components. Okay. We, we sound a little clean. You bet, yeah, okay. You better, you better hope they don't pull your butt over and pull you out and put your knee on your neck. Oh, we'd be all right. Yeah, we'd be all right. <laughs> well, Miles, with that said, man, I'm looking forward to listening to um, the, the the music, and I'm sure that uh, everyone will love it. And I hope that you're staying safe over there. I know you're tired. Uh, I've been driving around all day. The sun is shining, beating down on me, and I said, "Let me get back here to do this with you." So. Um, thank you again for um, for the bi-monthly. It took you a while, and hopefully next time you on time next time. Uh, you know, BPT man. You know, I try. Now nah, come on, man. I, I you my man. You support, and I'll be looking forward to you being on time. I don't take nothing. From <laughs> nothing. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Me, me, me and Hakeem been talking about you. Are you talking to Hakeem? <laughs> yeah, me and Hakeem talking about you like a dog, right, man. So, so for those who don't know, Hakeem on part two. And I'm just going to put this out there. So. That's my guy, like, a thousand percent. This fool be on it. I work third shift. He calling me at work. No, I can't talk on the phone. I could be dead tired trying to sleep. Here he come calling, talking nonsense. Charlie say he got shooters out for me. <laughs> oh, I keep getting hammered at. He sent me screenshots. Of, you know how they got the Google Earth thing? Like, yo, I got my shooters outside your house. And it's like my house. I'm looking at my house. Like, yo, man, what you doing, man? <laughs> but that's my dude, man. That's, that's my guy, man. That's... For real, man. That's like one of my favorite people in this world, man. It's like Cool. With that said, man, I wish you a nice week and a nice day. We will have the podcast um, on today. Have a great day, and uh, thanks for being on the program again. Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, I promise I'll be more on time. Cool, man. Cool, man. Cool.